It's Wednesday, May 11th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about President Biden's speech about inflation, NATO's potential new members, and Elon Musk's decision to allow Trump back on Twitter. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. President Biden spoke yesterday about the worst inflation the country has experienced in 40 years. From gas to groceries to goods and services spanning most industries, prices have risen 8.5 percent over the last year. Biden took the opportunity to put the blame on forces outside his administration, citing the pandemic, global supply chain issues, and the war in Ukraine. With the midterm elections only six months away, he also took the opportunity to criticize Republicans, claiming that they would worsen the economy even more by raising taxes on the working class and phase out programs like Medicare and Social Security. Republicans pushed back, claiming that Biden cherry-picked one proposal from a Florida senator that's already received disapproval by other GOP members. Republicans also claim that it was Biden's policies that contributed to the current inflation, citing the release of last year's $1.9 trillion stimulus package when the economy was already showing signs of a recovery. Biden said that he plans to combat inflation by pushing for higher taxes on corporations and the ultra-wealthy, lowering prescription drug prices, and has already directed the release of one million barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves in an effort to bring down gas prices. The state of the economy is proving to be a sore spot for the current administration and the Democratic Party going into midterm elections that will determine the next congressional makeup. A CNN poll showed that fewer than a third of Americans feel the party's economic visions align with their own. It's likely that both political parties are going to be campaigning hard their plans to improve the economy. It's expected that Nordic countries Finland and Sweden will soon be making decisions on whether or not they will apply for membership to NATO. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization and is a military alliance between 30 member nations that essentially aligns all members to defend each other in times of outside military conflict. Current members are mostly European countries, as well as Canada and the U.S. NATO is gaining a lot of attention right now because of the role it plays in the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. While the organization is not directly involved, Russia has cited the alliance as the main reason for its invasion of Ukraine. Ukraine used to be a part of the Soviet Union, but has been a sovereign country since 1991 and now wants to be a member of NATO. Ukraine is bordering Russia to its west, so Russia sees this as a threat, as theoretically it would put all member nations on its border. Throughout the conflict that's now been going on since February, NATO members have been sending aid to Ukraine in the form of military equipment and money and have been trying to broker diplomatic solutions, but have stopped at any kind of military action since Ukraine is not a member, leaving them defend for themselves. So now, other countries in the area seem to be reassessing their own national security after witnessing what's happened. Sweden and Finland have been notoriously neutral countries when it came to international conflict, remaining independent from NATO for fear it would imply a stance of some kind. 
But leaders from both countries are now considering a change of heart, considering the need for that extra protection after all, if Russia were to turn its military against them as well. Norway shares a border with Russia, and Sweden is close by, so the possibility of a future conflict isn't out of the question, especially considering recent warnings out of the Kremlin of military and political repercussions if they did join. Normally, the process to join the alliance takes months, as all member states need to approve their application. But an anonymous NATO official said that should they apply, then the process could be expedited to weeks instead, considering the circumstances. Elon Musk said yesterday that should his purchase of Twitter become finalized, that he would reverse the permanent ban placed on Donald Trump. After the January 6th Capitol riots, Twitter and other social media platforms banned Trump, accusing him of inciting the mobs that day that overran the Capitol and resulted in several deaths. Since then, Trump has developed his own social media platform to counter what he considered censorship and a stifling of free speech. His app is called Truth Social and launched in February. Since then, download and engagement numbers have fallen pretty drastically amid reports of operational and structural instability in the company. Well, Elon Musk said that if his deal with Twitter does become official, then Trump would be allowed back. Final question, and this is, this is really the toupee elephant in the room. Are you planning to let Donald Trump back on? Well, I, I think there's... There's a general question of should Twitter have permanent bans? Um, and, you know, I've, I've talked with Jack Dorsey about this, and uh, he and I are of the same mind, which is that uh, permanent bans should be uh, extremely rare and really reserved for uh, people where they're trying to, uh, for, for accounts that are uh, bots or uh, spam scam accounts, uh, where there's just no legitimacy to the account at all. Um, I, I do think that uh, uh, it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was that was a mistake um, because it uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the sort of the, the right in the in the United States. Um, and so I think this could end up being frankly worse than having a single, you know, a single forum where everyone can debate. Um, so um, I, I guess the answer is that I, I, I would reverse the PERMA ban. I will say I'm not, I don't own Twitter yet. So this is not like a thing that will definitely happen because what if I don't own Twitter? Um, but my opinion and Jack Dorsey, I want to be clear, shares this opinion. Uh, is that we should not have permabans. Elon seems to share the same sentiments as Trump when it comes to free speech and has expressed his concern over censorship as one of the motivating factors for buying the platform. Trump has responded that even if allowed back to Twitter, that he wouldn't return, instead staying on his own app. It's Wednesday, May 11th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, 
be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.